about crime. Oh, yes. So I'm going to say that I had a little bit of hard time with this one. I had a hard time with this one. Alexis yeah. knows this because I talked to her about it. So do you want to do you I was left in the dark the whole You time. were left in the dark you would, not give me a, you would not give me a single clue. <laughs> I kept trying to like trick you to tell me something. Yeah. <laughs> I said it was a crime. That was the hint that I gave you. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Any, do you want to guess anything about it? No, I've already tried guessing. Okay. It didn't work. What did you guess, though? I don't remember. I said, oh, yeah, you're, it was a murder, right? <laughs> well, maybe. Is there a murder involved? There is a murder involved. Is it solved? Yes. Okay. Is it from our time period of being on this earth? Yes. Mine, not yours. Oh. This <laughs> is like the 70s? Yeah, I, like I, think I think I'm stuck in the 70s. No, you're, that's a good guess, actually. It did take place in New York. So there's there's a murder and then there's a whole other story that develops out of it. Have I heard of this? Yes. Okay. Because I don't want you to be like it was Frank Frank Joseph. <laughs> yeah. Smith. It was it was Bobby Smith. <laughs> <laughs> New York City before my time. I don't know. I'm sure once you say it, I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, of course. Okay. So does it involve a politician? No. I don't know. I've I stumped you. Okay. okay, I said I've stumped you. You did? Yeah. Are you ready? I think so. Okay. It was New York City? It was a suburb of New York City. Mm. It's not that crazy story about that guy that just killed off his whole family. It is that crazy oh, story. Oh no! I knew you were like obsessed with that for the longest time. <laughs> I should have known. <laughs> like that family annihilator guy? I know. It's, I, that's pretty horrible. So the, the murder uh, itself. So this is why I've, been, I've really been struggling. Oh, no. Yeah, this is. No, this is, this is based on it? Maybe we're thinking about. No, no, no. I'm not talking about. You're talking about John List. Yes. Yeah, no, I'm not talking about him. All right. No, I don't think I could do that one. That's even. I'm so surprised. Yeah, no. I know. I wasn't thinking I was going to. I was like, I'm having a hard time doing a murder story. But actually, there's. This story is like well, you might need to say it because you haven't yeah. said it yet. Okay, it's the Amityville Horror. Okay, yeah. And um, I read the book, um, okay. which we'll talk about. From the Stevens Memorial Community Library. It's available in the, in the Owl Library System. It is. I'll get into talking about the book. So let's let's start. So this is basically a story in four parts. There's okay. like four parts to the story. Okay. So do you know anything about the Amityville Horror? You've heard of it. I've heard, definitely heard of it. I know yeah. about the movie. Okay. I don't think I've ever watched the movie. I know about the house. What do you know about the house? Well, just the appearance of it. Yeah. And how it almost looks like a face in a yeah. way. It's yeah, like with these, with these, uh, those windows. Those windows, yeah. 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 It just, they have a way of making it look really creepy. Yes. Now, I can't, I don't remember. I didn't think any death happened in that house, but I guess I'm completely wrong. I thought it was just a lot of spooky activity that they were playing. Yeah. So, so there's the murder. Okay. Um, and then there's the next part of the story, which is actually the Amityville Horror. Okay. So let's start with, with the murder. Let's start with the murder. Let's start there. So I'm calling this one the house on Ocean Ave because that's where the house is. It's on Ocean Ave okay. in Amityville, New York. So on the evening of November 13th, 1974, Ronald Butch DeFeo Jr. ran into Henry's Bar in Amityville, New York and reported that he thought his family had been murdered. Police were immediately summoned to the home at 112 Ocean Avenue and found the DeFeo family, Ronald DeFeo Sr., his wife Louise, and their children, Dawn, Alice, and Mark, and John, shot to death. Okay, it's way off. Yeah. 
<laughs> a whole yeah. cluster of people. The whole, yeah, so he, can, he got six people, yeah. Butch's story that someone had broken in and murdered his family quickly fell apart, and he admitted to murdering his family with a rifle in the early morning of November 13th. Wait, who did? Butch. The Butch. Oh, but I thought he came in claiming that someone murdered his family. He did. But it was him. But it was him. Oh, yeah. His, his story quickly fell apart. I was going to say, well, it sounds a little... <coughs> listen, if I ever walked into... <laughs> The house, yeah. And there was, like, yeah, yeah. People bloody all right. over the place. Right. I wouldn't be like, I think someone murdered. Yeah. So he ran right. to this bar, and, he, and this is like, so this is the evening of November thirteenth. He goes to this bar, right? Yeah. And says, I think my family's been murdered. Like yeah. he actually murdered them. Well, right. In the in the very early morning, it's pretty obvious they've yeah. been murdered. You, like, you yeah. shouldn't be thinking yeah. anything. Yeah. It's like my yeah. family's been murdered. Yeah. 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 He claimed uh, some different things about the murder. Right, he yeah. claimed that a mafia hitman committed the crime. Mafia is always a good, a good yeah. One. Sister yeah, Dawn murdered the family, and that he murdered her after discovering what she did. Okay. He and Dawn and two accomplices carried out the murders. And the fourth thing that he claimed was that he heard voices telling him to commit the crime. Okay. The attorney mounted an insanity defense. On his behalf, the jurors were not swayed, and after a six-week trial, they found him guilty and sentenced him to six consecutive life sentences. I'm surprised he get the death penalty. I know. Well, this was 1974 in New York, so that may have been off the table. I'm not sure. I don't know either. But Judge DeFeo died of undisclosed causes in March 2021 at the Albany Medical Center. So he was still alive uh, as late as, like, Two years ago, a little over two years ago. Yeah. That is not where this story ends. It's where the story begins. Okay. Okay. So the house on Ocean Avenue, a Dutch colonial, originally built in 1925, was sold to George and Kathy Lutz in the fall of 1975, making them the fourth family to own the home. They knew the history of the house. I ask, how, well, how long after the murder did they buy it? Was a year. year. It was a year. Yeah. Okay. They knew the history, Wait, and I know what huh. we've had this conversation before too. If you What's would, it? if you would live in a house, where so you that is part place. four of the story. Oh, sorry, right. we're getting, we're gonna get to that. Was what? Okay, so, so this like, is that a reflection question at the end of it? Oh, I brought some pictures, so we're gonna, we're gonna. Okay, because right, I was like, stop interrupting. Okay, <laughs> no, that's fine. I was actually worried that there wasn't gonna be any conversation. It was just gonna be me reading this, so I so actually came up with a set of discussion questions. <laughs> Sort of. <laughs> no, that's just like I. So I knew you and I have been talking a lot about murder houses. So yeah, I thought this was a good. This one would it work? And yeah, because it's a totally normal thing for people to talk about, right? So, but that's part four. So okay. Just, just, I'll, I'll okay. Over. All right. So now we're entering part two. So George. So the the house was originally built in 1925. The Lutzes, George and Kathy Lutz, buy it in the fall of 1975, and that makes them the fourth yes. family to own this house. And they knew the history of the house that it was the site of gruesome and horrible murder one year before, but they were excited to raise their new blended family together in the quiet Long Island suburb of Amityville. Okay. They moved into their new house shortly before Christmas 1975, and they spent 28 days there before fleeing to California and leaving everything behind. Just 28 days? Yep. So this is the story of the Amityville horror. So this is their story. This story is actually the Lutz's story. Okay, so there was the murder. Yeah. Murder happens, mm -hmm. house is auctioned off, the Lutzes buy it, their story begins. Okay. Let's start by talking about Amityville, New York. So it's a suburb in Suffolk County on Long Island. So it's okay. like a, like a well-to-do suburb of mm -hmm. Long Island. Homes are situated along the Great South Bay, and including the house at 112 Ocean Ave. In the early 1900s, one of the more prosperous families in Amityville was the Ireland family. Okay. And Annie Ireland sold some property to John and Catherine Moynihan in January 1924. 
1945, the Moynihan's had a builder construct a large Dutch colonial style house on the land that became Ocean Avenue. So the property backs up to Amityville Creek, which we'll see when we take a look at some of the pictures, offshoot of the Great South Bay. So the house stayed in the Moynihan family until after the parents' death. One of their children, their daughter Elizabeth, lived in the house with her family until 1960. And then they sold it to um, John and Mary Riley, mm -hmm. who lived there until 1965. And then that house was sold to Ronald and Louise DeFeo, mm -hmm. who relocated from Brooklyn with their five children to make Amityville their home. Okay. So now we're in 1965 and the DeFeo family is living in the house. And I wasn't able to find out a whole lot about the life of the DeFeo family while they're in the house, right? It's mostly just the murder. That's really all there was. Mm -hmm. Although I did read things that Ronald DeFeo Sr. could be rough on his son. He, was, he had a complicated relationship with his namesake. Okay. He had a complicated relationship with his oldest daughter. He didn't like her boyfriend. And one of the stories I read about the night of November 13th is that Dawn and her father got into an argument and Louise DeFeo called her oldest son to come help with the situation. So her oldest son was Butch. Whether that's true or not, I'm denying that Ronald DeFeo Jr. carried out the cold-blooded murder of his entire family. And as he reportedly said, once I started, I just couldn't stop. It went so fast. Yeah. Were they, um, did, he, did you say it was a gun? It was a gun. It was a rifle. Yeah, so it's interesting because they were all asleep. All the whole, but there was no evidence that they had been drugged. That they've been what? Drugged. Oh, drugged. Yeah. Okay. So you think about like how if a rifle goes on off in your house, wouldn't you hear? Oh yeah. Wake like up? Even your neighbors too. Yeah, I know, but none of the neighbors heard anything either. So after the murders, the house on Ocean Avenue was auctioned off, and the George and Kathy Lutz bought it for eighty thousand dollars. This was a second marriage for Kathy. And brought her three children into the marriage to George and they moved in right before Christmas in 1975 and they were happy to have a home with so much space they felt like they really got a great deal on this house right they really did. <laughs> I mean they did right and they actually had so they bought the house and some of the DeFeo's like furniture and fridge stuff like that they kept it they kept they bought it was included right. in the purchase price that. yeah I know so yeah anyways so some of the They're furniture fresh coat paint on the walls uh, <laughs> Um, he, well, you know, they were only there 28 days, so I don't know what I mean. I didn't read anything about that, so I, I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say I'm a maybe. Okay. <laughs> so Kathy was a practicing Catholic and um, had one of the local parish priests come over to bless the home. Okay. That's where I'm going to start with the paranormal, paranormal part of this book. Because as detailed in the book, paranormal activities began basically right from the start if you believe what the Lutzes are saying, mm -hmm. okay? The parish priest came over to bless the house and heard a voice yell, get out, during the blessing. And he was plagued by illnesses for weeks after. The priest was? The priest was, yep. He developed blisters on his hands. He was unable to contact the Lutzes by phone. Every time he tried to call them from, from the rectory or from the church, he couldn't get through. The Lutzes couldn't contact him. There were always some, there was a phone yeah. issue with that every time he tried to call. His car had issues. He wasn't able to perform his duties as a priest. Hmm. So that's like a big part of, that's kind of where it started. Okay. So then at the Lutz house, with the Lutz family living there, the paranormal phenomena was felt immediately as well. George Lutz woke up every morning at 3.15, which is when the murders of the DeFeo family started. 
Okay. Constantly chilled, even though the thermostat read 75. Kathy Lutz felt the presence of people behind her. That's pretty warm for a house. <laughs> I know, right? And I'm like, I've lived in old houses. I know how chilly they can be. Yeah. But yeah. So in the book, I mean, and in the movie too, and I haven't watched the movie in a long time, but I do remember it like, they were always starting fires in the fireplace because the father just could never get warm. He was yeah. always freezing in the house. Hmm. See, Lutz, the youngest child, gained a new imaginary friend who was Jody the pig. I don't know if you remember that from the movie. No. Okay. The sewing room on the second floor had an outbreak of flies in the middle of winter. They could never get it under control. Windows blew open in the middle of the night and doors came off their hinges. Toilets were, black, were backed up with black sludge. That happened almost immediately after they moved in. Money went missing. Kathy and George both claimed to have seen the outline of a demon in the fireplace. They found what they said was okay. Secret. Now you're just looking for things. No, I'm. So I'm gonna get into this. I know. I know. They found a secret room in the basement that was painted red, and this was at the end of the book. Both parents levitated off their beds, and Kathy Lutz was transformed into an older woman. What? Yeah. She's transformed into Amelia Earhart. She, <laughs> I think it was Irene Bolin, actually, but I, <laughs> I, I would say this about the, the book. You so, know, wait, wait, so about the book, though, yeah. it's obviously not written by the family. It's written with the family. Yeah, Jay Anson. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Jay Anson. Jay Anson, yeah. Who, as my understanding, had no experience writing about activities. And I, I will just offer this as my sort of review of the book. To me, it got less believable as the book went on. Okay. I mean, well, also, just from that paragraph. Yeah, I mean, by the time you get to the point where they're levitating over the beds and like, mm, okay. I mean, I'm not sure. I don't think that's... <laughs> Do they make... They must have made money off the book. Well, they must have made money off the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm wondering... I know you might get into this, but... We're going to talk a little bit about... Was there some financial gain from purchasing a, a house that had a terrible, horrible thing happen in it? And then they had dollar signs in their eyes wondering how they could profit off of it. I think there are some people who who certainly believe that this was all made up. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I would say this. I believe that the people who are saying this believe what they're saying. I'm not sure I believe what they're saying. Like, I... <laughs> Like levitating, are you sure your husband didn't just jump on the bed and all of a sudden you got loose? Yeah, and like there's a point where like she's levitating and then they look at her and she's mysteriously turned into a 90 year old woman. I'm like, mm, I really? Yeah. Like, I don't <laughs> see how that's possible, but. And then she turned back. She's and then she turned back. Yeah, and I was like, oh, okay, then everything's fine. So. Maybe your kids are taking the money. Yeah, they. I, as far as I remember from the book, so they lost $1,500. It was actually not them, it was so. Was, I think it was, George was best man in a wedding, and the, the groom came over, and he had like $1,500 in an envelope, which went, which disappeared. So it's so like, like, it on the house? Yeah. Okay. So I'm like, mm, okay. I'm going to try that next time. <laughs> it's it's really like, no, there was a brutal murder that happened in my house like years ago, <laughs> and the, the spirits have taken yeah. the money. I'm sorry. I yeah. just can't help you out. Let's see how that holds up. Yeah. So you know, the funny thing is, I'm sure I read this book when I was probably in middle school, and I was like, wow, these things are crazy. Yeah, now I read it, I'm like, really? Yeah. Okay. Like, eh, I'm not sure. So anyways, so they spent 28 days in this house before okay. they just fled with their lives. I mean, they just couldn't wait to get out of there. They were traumatized by what they experienced, and their story was made into both a book and a movie of the same title, The Amityville Horror. There are sequels, too. We're going to talk about that as well. Oh! <laughs> I've covered every aspect of wow. The Amityville Horror. 
And let me just, okay, I, well, I don't want to get ahead of myself yes. because I about the movies. So. so the book led to paranormal investigations, a study of the house, and a look into the lives of George and Kathy Lux. Ed and Lorraine Warren, who were, they call themselves the original ghost hunters, investigated the house on Ocean Avenue. And actually, they have two ebooks that are available in Hoopla. I read both of them. Really? Yeah. They're not long, they're like 25 pages each, so. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> I don't want to. Are they fiction stories? No, they're like there. it's an interview. They're both they're interviews with them about this, oh, this story, and which are interesting. It's just interesting to get their perspective. I mean, mm -hmm. they are total believers, total, yeah. absolute believers that the house is haunted. Possessed. Yeah, I have for that. Yeah, they came to believe the house was haunted and possessed by demonic spirits. And Edward said, on a scale of one to ten, the Amityville house was a twelve. I mean, it was just completely, completely haunted. You know, everything mm -hmm. in there was true. That what they said was happening. The Lutzes, who later got divorced, never wavered in their belief into what happened on Ocean Avenue, although George Lutz did say later in life that some of the stories may have been embellished. Yes. So, which By the way, he really didn't have the 1500. Yeah. <laughs> he just, it was weird. It just showed up in his pocket. It was it had to be the ghost, right? Yeah. No, I don't know if it showed, I don't know whatever happened to the body, so... There are obviously opinions on both sides of the criminal rules. Mm -hmm. The house has had numerous owners since 1976, and none of them have ever reported any paranormal or psychic phenomena. Nothing. All right, so Nothing. the house is still standing to this day. Yep, yep. The Cromartie family who owned the house after the Lutzes went so far as to sue the Lutz family, the author of this yeah. book, and the publishers for false misrepresentations, and the case was eventually settled for an undisclosed amount of money, which makes me think they knew that this was... So no. that, was, that was the owners after? Yeah, the Cromartis bought so why, it. why would they sue them? Because... It was like unwanted attention and yes. people were coming yeah. to Because after... Yeah. Like I mean, they're trying to break in and stuff. You hear stories about that all the time. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like the Brady Bunch yeah. house, right? People just want... Yeah. It's yeah. exactly yeah. like the Brady Bunch house. <laughs> I mean, I'm a huge Brady fan. Yeah. I want to go to that house. house. It's exactly like the Brady Bunch house. No, I mean, it's a house that people want to go to and like get their yeah, picture taken okay. in front of. And like... So this was just happening nonstop. And people were like looking for, you know, whatever, and just it was oh, a huge nuisance. Um, okay, so now we're gonna move on to the third part of the story. Oh, okay. Okay. So the Amityville Horror was released in 1979 and was one of the highest grossing independent films and highest grossing horror films of all time. Was it based on the book? Mm -hmm. uh, obviously. Yeah. Yep. So the book came out when again? I wanna say the movie came out in 79. This came out in let's see, let's look it up here. The book's falling apart. Let's see. 1977. Mm -hmm. So about two, so they left in January 1976, so, you know, the next year. Okay. And they were on, like, you know, talk shows. Yeah. I watched In Search Of. I had a, had a special on the Emmy okay. Horror, so I watched mm -hmm. that, and I'm sure watched that when I was little and probably read all of it, and now watched it and was like, no. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I, I'm just not buying it. Yeah, oh yeah. So, the original movie was not well received by movie critics, but fans liked it. And, believe it or not, that movie was actually nominated for an Academy Award. Really? Yeah. For, like, Best Film or something? No. You get sound like effects? No. One more guess. Music? Yeah, Best Score. Okay. I don't think it won. The film was remade in 2005, starring Ryan Reynolds. And was met with similarly negative reviews, like it wasn't very well received, but it did gross $108 million on a $19 million budget. So, okay. It was successful. Okay, this is the funny part of this story. So since 
2011, a new way of, of Amityville movies has been released and gone directly, like home, right, not to the theaters, they just go right to home theater, oh, or yeah, streaming yeah. or something. There are 32 movies in this series. Okay, Amityville Horror? Yeah, and counting. All right, so is, is that family still getting that money? I don't think so. So these movies are not necessarily based they on... They just have the title. They just share yeah, they're sort of loosely based on, yeah. like, this or the house or something. They're not connected. They don't... There's, like, not any continuity between the stories, and they're considered generally exploitative, like, not, not bad, but just they're sort of, like, using this name. So, do you want to hear some of the titles in the series of movies? Of course. Okay. <clears throat> so there's one embarrassing one, which I'm going to have a hard time saying, but I'll just support you now. <laughs> so they're all like the Amityville something. Yeah. Okay. So there's the Amityville Haunting, Amityville Asylum, then there's Playhouse, Death House, Legacy, Terror, The Awakening, Murders, which was a prequel to the original movie, but did not match up to the Amityville Horror 2. Okay. <laughs> um, Island. Um, there's something called Amityville Vibrator. <laughs> I have no idea. Harvest, Poltergeist, Moon, Cult, Vampire, Scarecrow, Uprising, Gas Chamber, Hex. Now these last three are kind of funny. So there's Amityville Karen. <laughs> Amityville Christmas Vacation. And Amityville Thanksgiving. And I have to say, I've never seen any of them, and I really have no plans. So you just watch the Christmas Vacation one. No, and back to me. Mm -hmm. no, I don't think so. I don't think I can watch them. They're the too scary. The vibrator one, you might have to switch uh, to a different channel. What's that? So the vibrator one, you might have to switch to a different channel. I mean, I'm sweating just actually saying that title here. <laughs> so what was Amityville Horror Two one? Was that like more of the same? Yeah, it was like yeah, but like different. Ca yeah, yeah, okay. similar. Yeah, yeah, but different cast. Like I don't. Unsuspecting like, characters walking into a house. Yeah, and like you know, I, I don't. I I know I saw the original movie, which was was the one with oh god, what's his name? It was Margot Kidder was in the, the movie. I forget what the actor's name was, but it was. I mean, it was a popular movie, and like this was like a huge story. Okay, so in the movie though, since it's based on the Lutz's experience, mm -hmm. there's no murder, right? I don't. I don't remember. It's all about the haunting. Yeah, it's all about the haunting. But they may. They may actually talk about the murder, like in the movie. But I. I don't know that they show it. It's been a really yeah. long time since I've seen it. I did not watch it. In I'm surprised you didn't watch it. I did watch something called My Amityville Horror, which was Daniel Lutz was one of the kids, and he talked about his experience growing up. Okay. So I did watch that, which okay. was interesting. Um, and he was still saying that all this stuff happened. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, and again, like, I... And then for some reason he's got an extra $1,500 in his pocket. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they think about that. I mean, I, you know, I'm not going to discount anybody's experience. I have no idea what he experienced in that house. I would say that I am skeptical of, yes. of the haunting. I'm with you there. Yeah, I just, I don't... But do you believe in hauntings in general? I believe it's possible. Yeah, I don't believe... Because, like, in this day and age... Have we heard of any hauntings at all happening anywhere? For Feels like a very 1970s thing. Yeah, 70s, 80s, like, yeah, yeah. But I don't recall I mean, in any recent news stories. Nothing like this. Nothing right. like, no, but I mean, you know, there's like ghost hunters, right? So they'll go around and like find spirits and houses. And, but yeah, I don't, I don't recall hearing anything like this anytime yeah. recently. So, so I'm, I'm skeptical on that. I'm, I'm not, not sure I believe it.
So, okay, so now we get to the, the best part, maybe, is to talk about the murder house, right? And so yeah. we've had this conversation, right? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. And I brought lots of pictures. Because one the of the things house. that we like to do, too, is like look at the pictures of inside the houses, yes. right? So, yeah. <laughs> also very normal, very... Yeah. <laughs> All right, so this is, so I took these all from, from a New York Post story. So the house went up for sale in 2017. Okay. And I think when this house goes up for sale, people just want to go check it out. They're not, oh, and they're not interested in buying yeah. it, but they'll go to see what it looks like on the inside, right? So here's, here's the house. That was what it looked like when the DeFeos lived there, right? It was okay. like that dark, and it had the eyes like that, and the mm -hmm. windows like that. That's what it looks like as recently as like 2017. Oh, really? Now, I want to tell you something interesting about this. So, the, <clears throat> the new owners of this house are anonymous, and they have a lot of privacy concerns, which I think are really valid, and so this house is not, if you look at Google Map, like a street view, Doesn't this house and other houses around it are blurred out. Yeah. Because, and I think it's totally understandable. I think they have a lot of gawkers, whatever, mm -hmm. you know, people who are just like, oh, I want to go take a picture of the house. Yeah. Um, so this is a picture of the sunroom, which is looking back towards the river. That's pretty. That, that's what, isn't that nice? Yeah. So this was added on, I want to say sometime in the 2000s. Oh, really? So yeah. That's what this was. Nope. So that's the front. So, oh, all right. So yeah. the front door is actually like right yeah. here. Yeah. Right? So this is what, so this part here is this. So this, this, so this is an add-on. Yeah. So this oh, is okay. the sunroom here. And then that's a view. This is the boathouse or the garage. And then the river's back here, and then this is looking back at the house. So this is the inside of the house, which I thought is like really, you know, nice, tasteful. Yeah. You know, kitchen maybe. I don't know if I needs to be updated. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if I like the white cabinets. But I'm not crazy about wallpaper. Huh? I'm not crazy. About I'm not crazy about wallpaper either. But so people were killed in like each bedroom of the house, basically. So, yeah. So this room here. See, I can anticipate your question. I know. So this this room here had one of the murders was committed in that room. Okay. This is the master bedroom. And this is, so this here, this is like looking out. I think this is off the master bedroom. Oh, wow. It is, it really is a nice house. It's a nice house, yeah, it really is. And, you know, I think, so this is a, this is like a picture of the estate, the estate of the house, like when the DeFeos lived yeah. there, right? So there was a pool back here. And I've read different things about the pool, that there is still a pool there, although I can't figure out exactly where it is. Because the pool before was like right, right here. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that leads to the question, like, could you live in a house that a murder had happened in? I'm not sure. I don't think I could. I mean, I, I think we talked about, though, that, like, it depends how recent it was. Yeah. Would I, I be able to be the next owner after a murder took yeah, place? I, probably not. That's a little too close for comfort. Yeah, I just, I don't think I could do it. Because I think like, a murder that happened in, like, 1980-something. You don't think you could do it? No. Like where what's her face? Who? Well, girl with the axe. Oh, Lizzie Borden? Yeah. Would you be able to buy that house? No. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think I'd have a hard time even going in the house, let alone like spending the night. No, there's no way I could do it. I guess that. Lizzie Borden, I don't think I'd be able to because there's all those pictures. She'd have to apparently. Well, I don't know, know it's not just that, but like back then they were like taking yeah. pictures of all that stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. All those pictures would always get like leaked. Yeah, yeah. And like, I don't know, I think I'd have a hard time standing in that living room, like, at that moment in yeah. time. And then like, yeah. looking at a picture of her, was her father in this house? Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. on the couch. Or the yeah. or whatever it's like. <laughs> that's all I'd be able to see. So, I don't know. I think, it, I have to say it all depends. 
It depends. Yeah, I that was I, my blanket answer. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I just I don't think I would ever be able to get over the fact that there was a murder that happened in the house. Like I just I just I don't think I could do it. I mean, even for a house like this, this is a huge house. Did you check to see if the house you live in now is murder free? <laughs> I'm just going under the assumption that it is. What if it's not? Okay. Well, that's I hope it is. Um, if you found out that the house you were living in, there was actually a murder that was committed, would yeah. you pick up and move? I think I'd have a really hard time with it. I don't know. I don't know. I, I just... I mean, how many years have you lived in that house? 14 years this year. And it's, a little, I mean, it's been around since like 1850, so... Yeah. It's got a lot of history. And I grew up in a house that was, real, that was old, that was in yeah. my family for a long time. So, like... The house I grew up in, I know they had like funerals in that house, mm -hmm. right? But I don't, I don't think anybody was <laughs> murdered there. I hope not. <laughs> no, I, I just, for me, that would be way too much. Although it's really tastefully. A deal breaker? It'd be a deal breaker, yeah, for sure, for me. Yeah. I would. <laughs> oh, there's a murder here? Okay, I'm out. <laughs> Get done. <laughs> but you know, when the Lutzes looked at this house, they just thought. There's so much space here for the oh, yeah. kids, and they have a dog, and like, you know, and I'm sure the defenders felt the same way. I mean, they were moving from Brooklyn to New York, so they were probably moving from, you know, a smaller place. Mm -hmm. and, you know, moving to this house and to Amityville, that was a big deal. That was like, you know, it was like moving up. And, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. I just, too much history, I think, for me in that particular house. So, did the gentleman who committed the murders? Mm -hmm. Did he ever say, like, come out later and say, I did um, this, and this is why? Yeah, he basically, I forget, I meant to put that in here, but he, there was a quote that he said, like, apparently he's the Amityville horror, but, like, he he did this, he didn't hear voices, he wasn't possessed, like, he just committed the crime. Like, okay, he didn't say why. Hmm. Oh. I mean, he, you know, he heard voices, so, I don't know, I mean, you know. It's oh, that he did hear voices? He yeah, but he could have been like that. Could have been a mental health issue. Oh sure, right? you know, oh, yeah. it's not like you know somebody. There's something in the strange basement, you know, mm -hmm. room that they discovered that's haunting him. Like I just, I think he killed his family. I think he was struggling with some issues. He murdered his family. I think the Lutz family moved in. I don't know exactly what happened, but yeah. I don't think. I mean, honestly, by the time I get to the end of this book and everybody's levitating off their beds, I'm like, okay. <laughs> Turning into nine-year-old. Like really, like I just, I, I just don't see it. I just. But it was interesting to sort of revisit. I see the demon imprint on the wall by the fireplace. Yeah, it's so like that woman seeing Jesus in a burrito. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> just like it. Just like it. Exactly like it. So, anyways, I mean, it was interesting to look into. My next story will not be a murder. I've already. I already. Are you sure? Yep. I'm pretty positive. This was a good one. Yeah. I mean, did you learn anything? Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know. I know vaguely of the story. Yeah. I didn't recall a murder taking place there. Yeah. That led to the hauntings. Yeah. I just thought the house, the house was haunted or something. Right. Right. So that's all I knew. Yeah. I mean, I think that you know maybe they did experience some of these weird things. You know, I don't know, but I I'm just skeptical. Highly, highly skeptical. But it was interesting to look into, and I like—I really did enjoy seeing the pictures of what the house looks like now. Yes, that to that is a huge difference, I think. Mm -hmm. Like that would be—if you just saw this house, I don't think you would think. That's a different angle too. Yeah, it is. It is. So what's with the sign that says "High Hopes" on it? That was the name of their house. Was High oh, Hopes. yep. 
And it actually still said that when the lots has moved in. Okay. So like this is the street here. Yes. Um, and that was High Hopes. That was what I believe that's what the DeFeos called the house. And that was left over when the Lutzes moved in. So, so, like I said, so this house most recently came up for sale in 2017, and it was purchased by anonymous buyers. And how much they pay for it? They paid less than I have all the. I actually went to Realtor.com. <laughs> you do anticipate making. I do. <laughs> I know exactly what Jenny's going to ask. So, so, so the Antonio D'Antonio's purchased it for $850,000 in 2016, but it sold, and I think they had it on the market for over a million dollars, but it sold for a lot less than that. Okay. And he, he had passed away, which is why they sold it. Mm -hmm. and, and so it was purchased in 2017 for $605,000. Okay. At one point it sold for over a million. Yeah. Yep. Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys. Yeah, no, I think it's... <laughs> It's a different Brian Wilson. Although, sure? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll have to look into that too. So it's interesting when you go to realtor.com, you can find out like different things about you know the, the ownership. So this yeah. goes back to 1987. So was the Lutzes, then the Cromartis, then this family, then him, then them, and then the anonymous buyer. So hmm. yeah. So you can also see the tax history too. No, yeah, no, thank you. Yeah. The school district it's in. Yeah. I want to say. So I, was, I was kidding. Okay. I actually think it might be split into two school districts. It's near Massapequa, so I don't know if you're familiar with that, no. And one thing that, you know, has come out when people are, like, maybe discounting this story is that they're like, oh, it was built on this Indian grave. Oh, yeah, sure. And I was like, mm, no. It, I mean, there were Native American tribes sure. there, obviously, but there was, there's no evidence that, like... That's a very 1970s thing, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And honestly, I'm, you know, I used to watch In Search Up when I was younger. Yeah. And I sent you the one on Amelia Yes. And I watched the one on the Amityville Horror, and it was so 70s. I mean, it just screamed in the 1970s. Is <laughs> <laughs> a lot of Indian burial grounds? Yeah, I want to say, I can't remember if they mentioned that or not, but like Leonard Nimoy was walking oh. through the house, and like, oh, it's haunted, and you know, it's... I just, I couldn't, I, I just... Did he walk through the physical house? I think he was, yeah, it looked like he was. But I have no idea. I mean, I just... But see, now, wouldn't you buy that house knowing that Leonard Nimoy walked through no. it? No. I, no. Would they still in the gate the murder? <laughs> no. I mean, that's an interesting... Oh, Leonard yeah. Nimoy was here. He touched well, the countertop. He walked down this hallway yeah. and opened this door. Okay, fine, I'll buy it. They filmed an episode of In Search Of in this house. Yeah, no, I definitely. If Robert Stack was in there, would you do it? Okay, Robert Stack is a different story. And you know, so interesting that the, as far as I know, the Oswald Mysteries never did a story on the Amityville Horror. Because they didn't believe it. Robert Stack was too smart for that. <laughs> they did two stories on the, on the Unabomber, but they never did any stories on the Amityville Horror. But that was solved. So the first story was, I don't know how much you want to know about Unsolved Mysteries, but... <laughs> Everything. Everything. <laughs> Usually when I say stuff like that, I can see people's eyes starting to glaze over. <laughs> so there were, so actually Robert Stack was not the, not the first house. Oh yeah. So there were some specials, and special number three is where they talked about the Unabomber. Yeah, huh? So, well, this was great. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I learned something new today. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to do any murders anytime soon, but yeah. I mean, I just didn't want it to be like voyeuristic or anything like that. Yeah. But I do think there's some, you know, just some interesting parts mm -hmm. to the story. And uh, yeah, if you want to borrow the book, it's available in the library system. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe.
I think there's movies, probably Amityville. Some of the Amityville movies are available in the library system too. Yeah, Alexis so. is going to buy all 32. Oh man, okay. Alexis, <laughs> you don't have the room back there for all those DVD sets. We already discussed that. I think the one movie I would consider seeing is Amityville Karen, just because that sounds really funny. Oh my god. <laughs> probably just a spoof. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah good. I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. So what are you going to do for your next story? No, I'm not calling for that. <laughs> I, have not, I have actually a couple ideas swirling around, okay. but that's good because then I have a stockpile of things that I can yeah. access yeah. Yeah. for later. Yeah, there you go. I think I know the general direction of where I'm going, though. Okay, good. I'm looking forward to that. I feel like I owe it to the, the listeners to do something more crime-related. <laughs> I thought your last one was well, on the air. It was more of an unsolved mystery yeah. not so much that an actual crime was yeah. committed although i mean if you believe the theory that the japanese did something yeah. with her yeah and murdered her that's a yeah. Crime. yeah yeah no i thought that one was actually really interesting like i learned so much about amelia Earhart from that that yeah. podcast that was really good i really enjoyed that oh, one. thank you yeah but i'll go i'll head more down the the, the crime path. the crime path. Yeah. yeah 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 well there's you know unfortunately there's a lot of crime out there so, I mean, there's just yeah. a lot of things to talk about. Yes. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so should we transition to yeah. the other part of our podcast? You've earned a cookie. I've earned a cookie, thank you. Yes. Okay. Look at what we got here. I got the napkins. Very nice. <clears throat> All right, so we have a sugar cookie that is shaped like a pineapple. I love it. I'll let you split that one in half. Okay. However you want to do it. Okay. I don't even know how I'm going to do that. Okay. And the, oh, so the other cookie is a black and white cookie that yeah. looks super fudgy. Well, yeah, whatever you want to do. I'll take that little piece. Okay. I'll figure out how to split the other one in yeah. a second. So I'm going to take my mask off to eat this. Mm -hmm. The sugar will help me power through the rest of the day. Good. I mean, you can't go wrong with the sugar cookie, really. The frosting is good. Mm -hmm. This is yummy. Yep. Nice, thick sugar cookie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Perfect with a cup of tea. Yeah. I think I say that every time. <laughs> I had a really good ginger cookie for breakfast this morning. So what it was? Was it ginger? No. It was something. What was it? I think it was pumpkin. Oh, yeah, pumpkin. It was really good. Here, take your scraps, because I'm going to try to use this to we'll cut, we'll cut that break this in half. <clears throat> and probably all the frosting is going to come out on this tissue paper. Ugh. I don't like the way this feels. Here, you hold on to the other end. You're going to have some... What am I doing? Okay. I don't know. All right. There we go. Look at that. That was like, that was like perfect. I really want this one. So. That's it. <laughs> this teamwork there. Mm -hmm. This looks cakey. Mm, that's good. Wow. Do you like the white frosting better on black and white cookie or the um, black frosting? I'm trying the black frosting. Mm -hmm. And then I'll switch over and try the white. So which is it? Mm, I don't know. It's a, that's a hard question to answer. I'm going to try a piece with both. I think that's why I like the best. And you got these here locally? Yes, locally. 
Yes, I got them locally. I cannot share with you where. I am going to eat this whole thing now. Yeah, you should. Yeah. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.